to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new fun bevy. And this week, it's Mystery Mystery Topics. topics. Oh my gosh. Um, So Natalie and I have both each researched our own topics. Mm -hmm. Neither of us know what they are. And we are going to be educating the other. We're going to just be learning something today. I'm I'm so... Okay, can I just ask, is yours more like practical or metaphysical? Um, Mine's more practical. Okay. And... It's not that deep. Okay. It's not that deep. Okay, so it's in- interesting because yeah. mine's more like non-tangible and deep. Ooh, not esoteric. deep, but just like yes. Ah, okay. Well, we'll have a good balance. Yes. Yeah. No, mine is very surface level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Natalie, what are we drinking this oh, episode? I'm very excited for this. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited for it. We are drinking Mexican Coke. <gasps> wow. I know. Real Mexican I I can't say I've never had this before, but God, am I happy. I am having it right now. Listen, hold on. It's in a glass bottle, you guys. And also, it's just like, it's summertime. This is like exactly what you want to drink. Did you hear that? Yes. Hold on. Let me see if I can. I'm going to fuck this up. Oh, nothing happened when I did mine. I still heard the little... Wow, cheers. Cheers. Ah, ah, wow. Oh my God, it's giving summer. Oh. That's a goddamn Coke right there. You know, it's it's like a candy bar. Kinda. It, I it, haven't had one oh, for ages. A Coke? A Coke, but also a Mexican, a Mexican Coke. Because yeah. I don't really like Coke in a can. It's not like my thing. Mm. But a Mexican Coke? Yeah. It hits... Different. It's just different. And you look at the ingredients and it's just like sugar and water. Whereas the American Coke, it's who even knows? I don't legally feel like they can't tell us. <laughs> I don't think or they can Or we either. should know at no, all. No. Some things, you know, are better left unsaid. So, Nat, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What movies haven't you seen yet? In the theaters? Yes. Do you ever get to a point where you've seen them all? Yes. Okay. Well, I so here's the problem I've run, run into. You know, there's Barbenheimer weekend, mm-hmm. which is when Oppenheimer and Barbie come out mm-hmm. the same day. So I've had my tickets for those for weeks. Mm-hmm. But with the AMC app, if you're an AMC Stubbs member, you can only hold three tickets at a time. Mm. So I can never see, like, more than one movie a week. I can't, like load up my movies, right? Okay. So, like, I wanted to see Asteroid City, so I had to delete my ticket to see Indiana Jones because I had that for a long time. So then I could go see Asteroid City. So what I haven't seen yet is Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. and Transformers, but I don't think I'll see Transformers. Natalie literally sees everything. I love it. Everything that is out. Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to catch up. But... You know, it's really I am my only go see hobby. No hard feelings this weekend. Oh, good. Did you like it? Um, that's one that. Well, it just came out. Like, oh, I just assumed you've already seen no, it. No, <laughs> no. I mean, if if I think it came out yeah, today. No, it came out last week. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been on another planet, so I did not know that. But oh, okay. um, let me know how it is. 
I, I saw Jennifer Lawrence on Hot Ones. Oh, I need to watch it. It was so funny. I missed her. She was legitimately sobbing. Like, really? actually, not like haha sobbing, but like full blown snot coming out of her nose sobbing. I miss her. I know. So I don't, I'm glad that she kind of took a break. She was like, she, she got had married. A, she had a baby. Had a baby. And then she came out. She had a baby, right? Yeah. And then she came right on back. Good for her. That's what I would love to do. Just like disappear, show up again. Well, you'll have to let me know. I will. I'll probably see it on Monday, honestly. Oh, because it's a holiday, but you know, this is this is recorded. Right. We're we're like a couple weeks ahead. But no, just because Monday is the first day I don't have anything planned. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But um, what are you doing this weekend? Because you have a friend coming in town. Oh, I'm seeing Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yes. At Hollywood Forever. With fireworks. Yeah. I'm very excited. I know you are. I have, you have told me this like four times. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is one of my favorite movies. Did Pee-wee end up being a pedophile? No, 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 no. He was not a pedophile. My dad did tell me that, didn't he whip his penis out? Well, yes. He got arrested for, he was in like a adult theater and he was, you know, touching things. Okay, yeah. In a public place. Although it was a, but it wasn't like a children thing. Okay. Yeah, my dad was saying, I don't know how we were talking about this, but we were talking about comedians and, like, how you get pigeonholed. And he was like, well, you know, like, Pee-wee, like, he had to be this, like, little, like, cartoony like, guy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he got caught with his dick out somewhere. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, I it didn't know that like, happened to Pee-wee. Yeah, no, that really happened to Pee-wee. <laughs> but I think also, like, Pee-wee. What is the dude's name? Oh, something Reuben? Reuben something? Or maybe that's Mr. Bean. I'm not Pee Wee. Oh, is his name Pee Wee Herman? No, that's a character. Oh, Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. He's 70 years old. Oh, no. 2002 pornography arrest, 1991 arrest. He's been arrested multiple times. Oh, my God. Pee Wee. Keep your Pee Wee away. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. Weird shit with this dude. I mean, it, and it makes sense because Pee Wee, the character, is so bizarre. <laughs> but that type of humor for me, not the sexual weird, <laughs> no, but the humor of Pee Wee Herman, just like how extreme it is. Yeah. Or um, And he didn't talk, right? That was his whole thing? No, he talks. Oh. he No, that's Mr. Bean who doesn't talk. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think Mr. Bean talks. Okay. But I'm not very familiar with Mr. Bean. But yeah, no, Pee Wee, Pee Wee has a weird voice. He's like, He's like ah, ah, ah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, Marge. Yeah. My bike! Does he speak full sentences, though? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that movie's so fucking funny. And it was directed by one of my favorites, Tim Burton. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? I'm so happy for you. Me too. I'm happy for me. Um, so that's just another movie event that I'm doing this weekend. But I was thinking of something on the way here, and okay. I thought, I have to tell her this. Oh, okay. Because... You know how we were thinking of toxic traits a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I thought of one. <gasps> what is it? I will small talk people about the weather. Really? I will. I, I don't think that. I think oh, it's very common. But like I'll go into any establishment and if people are like, how you doing? I'll be like, I'm great. The sun's out. I actually did that today. I came in here, sat down, stalking to moss here. And I said, the sun's out. It's hot. He's laughing because that is true. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, I do think that that's a little bit— That's your go-to. Every time. 
Okay. I think it's just like, because I feel like, uh, especially if I'm like at an establishment and I'm like interacting with a barista, I want to talk to them. Yeah. I don't just want to say, good, anyways, I'll have blah, 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 you know. So then I start talking about the weather. Well, it is the, the commonality we all have. We all are affected by. I guess. But you know, it's that cliche, like, oh, I hate talking about the weather or small talk. I do that. That's that's not terrible. It's not a terrible toxic trait. No, but it is just, it is a thing that I it's do. It's a thing. Yeah, and it's I recognize a, that today. It's a self-awareness it's for a me. It's a self-awareness. <laughs> okay, now, do you want to, should we go with my heavier one first and then the sure. lighter one? Or should we go with the lighter one? Let me get through this, this shit. Yeah, I'm very curious. Okay, so what my mystery topic is <laughs> emotional intelligence. Ooh. Which was very interesting upon research. Wow. So I'm going to go into what is emotional intelligence. Okay. So emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive, interpret, demonstrate, control, evaluate, and use emotions to communicate with and relate to others effectively and constructively. Also, upon research, this is not written in my script. I'm just telling you that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Emotional intelligence is a work and, like, career-oriented term. So it's not like a psychology term? It's Well, like a- I kind of thought it was. Uh-huh. And then I realized every article it was I was reading was, like, Forbes or, like, career.com. And it was, like, people, like, you know when they do, like, business skills or, like, leadership skills? Yeah. A lot of it's, like, emotional intelligence because I think the type of people who are in, like, office settings, like, have no people skills. And they have to actually learn how to interact with people. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so they're like, yeah, you have to learn, like, emotional, emotional intelligence. You can't just be, like, a bookworm. Right. So right. emotional intelligence is commonly defined by four attributes. Okay. Self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, and relationship management. So for self-management, you're able to control impulsive feelings and behaviors, manage your emotions in healthy ways, take initiative, follow through on commitments, and adapt to changing circumstances. For self-awareness, which you are, you're able to recognize your own emotions and how they affect your thoughts and behaviors. You know your strengths and weaknesses and have self-confidence. For social awareness, you have empathy. So you understand the emotions, needs, and recognize the power dynamics in a group or organization. You pick up on emotional cues. You feel comfortable socially. And then there's relationship management. So you know how to develop and maintain good relationships, communicate clearly, inspire and influence others, work well in a team, yada, yada, yada. So the reason that emotional intelligence is important is because, obviously, humans, we're social animals. We're wired for connection. So the more that we can build positive relationships and develop cooperative connections, the more enriching our lives can be. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, research has shown that there's a correlation between a higher— it's actually called an EQ instead of like an IQ. Yes, I've heard of that. Uh-huh. Your emotional— Q? (laughs) Whatever (laughs) Q Whatever that is. And— Happiness. So the higher emotional intelligence you have, the happier you are. And even when the going gets tough, EQ can help us with that too. 
So in an academic setting, students who demonstrate high emotional intelligence, especially in the areas of like emotional regulation and empathy, may experience less bullying. Oh. And like, but I don't like to put that on the person. No. Like we shouldn't be bullies to begin with. Right. And also work is another example. So research in 2013 suggests that well-developed EQ can help you achieve your goals of your organization and increase your job satisfaction in part because of positive relationships fostered in the workplace. That makes sense. So, okay, some examples. Actually, I'm going to ask you, Natalie. Okay. And then I can tell you if it's a high EQ or low EQ reaction. Okay. So this is a self-regulation scenario. It's a a true pop quiz. You're in a meeting and a boss criticizes you in front of other coworkers. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? I probably would just keep it to myself until after. And then if it was bothering me, maybe I would ask to talk to the boss privately. Hmm. Is that low EQ? It's high EQ. Oh, God. High EQ means you would maintain composure, then politely excuse yourself to process your emotions in a safe environment. Okay. But a low EQ, you would become defensive and storm out of the office. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Although, you know, there are some days where I surprise myself. You would ne- I could not imagine you doing that. But there are some times when if somebody pisses me off in the right way, if there's a certain yeah. thing, I will lose my mind. It's very rare. Yeah. Never forget Cameron from Dexcom. Oh, yeah. That was the last time oh, yeah, I yeah. really flipped a fucking lid. But you had a reason to. I did. But that's what I'm saying. It has to be a very specific set of circumstances. But it can't happen. It can't happen. It can't. Okay, so here's another scenario for self-awareness. Okay. You and your colleague were up for the same promotion, but they got it instead of you. Okay. What do you do? How would you react? Well, this is very personal because I actually think I would just be very happy for them. Mm. I think I'll be genuinely excited for them. Okay. Because I know that if it's meant for them, it was for them. Okay. That's very high EQ of you. Oh, okay. So you reflect and realize, if you're being honest with yourself, you weren't working as hard as your coworker and their promotion is well-deserved. Yes. Low EQ would be you may fire off an angry email to your boss demanding an explanation or threatening to quit. Oh, so that would be jealousy. Throwback to last week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Social awareness. Oh, this is where I fall apart. Scenario. Oh, no. You're on a date, and it doesn't seem to be going well. Okay. What do you do? I mean, I would probably have a way out in the beginning. Okay. So I would probably be like, I mean, it just depends on how bad. If it's like, this is, like, he's a racist or something. Okay. You know, like, what's the level of, or if it's just like, this is just unbearable. If it was just like really awkward or something, I would just, you know, tough it out. And then in the end, go home or whatever, and then send the text. Like, it was, you know, great to see you or whatever, but. Hmm. I think it's still high EQ. So high EQ would be you ask open-ended questions, maintain good eye contact, and practice active listening. Low EQ would be you may stop paying attention and decide there must be something wrong with your date. Oh. I thought it was going badly, though. It is. Oh. 
Okay. So even if it's okay, no, I think I would still. If it's going bad, that's why I'm saying. Like I would still like you tough it out. Tough it I think out. It's, I think you're high. Yeah. Cute. If it was like something super offensive or whatever, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. If he was saying some crazy shit, <laughs> no. Okay. So last one, relationships. Okay. Scenario: Your roommate tells you that it hurt their feelings when you forgot to take out the trash, which you agreed to do. Okay. What do you do? How do you react? Oh. I'm saying, like, that really hurt my feelings that you didn't, like, take the trash out. I would apologize for making them feel that way and let them know that was not my intention because I would never want to hurt anybody's feelings, ever. And I would say, I would acknowledge that I was supposed to do that and that I dropped the ball. Wow. High EQ. You explain why you dropped the ball. And tell Is that them, really what it says? Yes. Oh, my God. It literally says drop the ball. Oh, wow. And tell them um, you understand why they're hurt. Then come up with an action plan together on how to get both of your needs met. And then low EQ would be you find it difficult to understand why they're so upset and feel attacked by their criticism. Oh, yeah. So it's like high reactivity. Yeah, I think it's like, okay. It, it's also like seeing from their side. Like, oh, right. I understand. Yeah. Like, I did say I was going to do that, and I didn't. Yes, do. yes. So. But I think I would also want to have a deeper conversation as to why that hurt their, why did that hurt their feelings? Because that there must be something more. Right. Than just the trash. It must be like, are you not feeling heard in other scenarios? You know, I'd want to have a, a deeper conversation. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's just the trash. I will say from my test. You have high EQ. Wow. <laughs> I was v- actually very nervous. Every time you started talking, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, how do we test our emotional intelligence? That's not just me testing that. Uh-huh. So you can actually take an emotional intelligence test administered by a mental health professional. There's two different tests. They're the Mayer Sloveni Caruse Emotional intelligence tests. Ah. Um, There's also the emotional and social competence inventory. But there's also a lot of online tests, like even tests you can actually do through your workplace. Like a a lot of workplaces have like an EQ program. Like you can ask even like, and they'll pay for it for you to take. Oh, wow. um, If you want to. And I think maybe you guys, you might be surprised by your results. Yeah. You might be surprised. So how can we improve our EQ very quickly? Yes. So observe how you react to people. Do you rush to judgment before you know all of the facts? Do you stereotype? Look honestly at how you think and interact with other people and try to put yourself in their place and be more open and accepting of their perspectives and needs. A lot of self-honesty and awareness. Yes. You have to have the, well, I was going to say the emotional intelligence, but the maturity, I guess. Yes. To be like, you know, I got to work on this. Yes. Yes. Also, take responsibility for your feelings. Your emotions and behaviors come from you. They don't come from anyone else. And once you start accepting responsibility for how you feel and how you behave, it will have a positive impact on all areas of your life. True. True. True that. And then this is from Harvard. We've said it in a lot of episodes. Try journaling. At uh-huh. the end of a work day, like reflect on your on your meetings, your projects, interactions. Like, did it go well? Did it not? Like, by writing down your thoughts, you can have um, a better idea of like the the patterns that happen and your reactions and your behaviors. Yeah. And lastly, practice active 
listening. According to Psychology Today, only about 10% of people listen effectively. It's easy to get distracted by technology, background noise, and your own thoughts. Yet to be an effective communicator and emotionally intelligent, you need to be a good listener. To become more emotionally intelligent, practice active listening. Try to focus on what the the speaker is saying and show that you're engaged by paraphrasing and using other nonverbal cues like nodding. Uh By actively listening, it will be easier to connect with others and truly understand their thoughts and feelings. We used to do active listening exercises in like first grade, and I don't remember what they were, but I just remember it was like, a life skill. Remember life skills? Oh, our life skills. It was like a class. It was like a class in my. I don't know if we had life. It was skills. like okay, now we're doing life skills, and it was like, oh, active listening. But I don't remember what we would do. I do think for active listening, you, paraphrasing is a big thing. It's like someone saying like, oh, like I'm so frustrated with the thing. And you're like, oh wow, so you're so frustrated with that thing. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah. Okay. It's like— And that also makes sense why this is so big in work, a workplace. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When I was looking up all the EQ stuff, it's like so workplace-focused because that's where, again, like, what, 65% of your day is spent, like, sitting at work and talking to these people. So it's like— Anyways, there's lots of different ways that you can improve your emotional intelligence, and there's all these training courses you guys can go on. But hopefully this was— Educational. Oh my and god, that it was, was so educational. And that was my little presentation for you. Wow, mine is so not as good as that. Oh my god, no. Um, but about the journaling thing, I think it's also really helpful. Again, with like the self awareness, is journaling about the emotion you felt, like what happened, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say somebody said the trash. Mm-hmm. Let's say the person didn't take the trash out and you are like sobbing hysterically, Mm. right? And it's like, what is happening here? So you'd go in your journal and just be like, when was the first time I ever felt like this? And usually it was like a childhood thing where it's like your dad abandoned you or something like very like hurtful. Yes. That it's just, the trash is just simply a reminder. Yes, 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 yes. You know? Totally. it's, It's just like an emotional wound that gets reopened. So then if you can start, if you can kind of go back to that and be like, okay, I'm having this reaction because I got to work on this shit from way before. Yes. Then, you know, that kind of helps the future. I, I agree. So anyway, I'm very curious. What is Natalie's mystery topic? Okay, so my mystery topic is how to do a factory reset. Okay. On yourself. Okay, wait, that is not practical. That's more... No, it's practical. Okay. I have, like, practical steps. Okay. Because this is, like, from... Please tell me sleep is on there. Yeah, that is an element. Okay. Yes. So, this is, like, do you ever have those times where you're just, like, I don't feel like myself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like, you're out of whack. You don't feel... You're, like, I just don't even feel... My life. Like, (laughs) things are chaotic. I feel... Even, like, this sounds dramatic, but, like, you ever have, like, ugly days mm-hmm. where you're just, like, I feel ugly. Mm-hmm. I feel just, like, everything's messed up. And so sometimes I just, I'll get those feelings, and I'm, like, I need to, like, clean slate. A hard reset here, mm-hmm. you know? Start from scratch. And I do think that maybe it affects a lot of people with depression. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get into a little bit of a depression and then, you know— 
you look around and... Would you say this is the same as how to get out of a funk? Yeah, a little bit. How to okay. get out of a funk. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's another, that's a great way of putting it. And just kind of how to like make yourself feel more like you again. Mm-hmm. And so this, again, this is, we're talking surface level. I love this. Taking the shower. shower. I knew the it was going to be shower. shower. Okay. So that's the one. It's like the shave, the exfoliate, the hair wash, the hair mat. You know, it's the whole thing, right? The pumice stone. I was going to say, I really feel like a scrub. Yeah. Is needed. Scrub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 doing a full it's like it is a physical act, but it also there is something about like shedding your skin almost. That's what I'm saying. Scrub that shit off. Scrub, yeah, scrub away. Get your hair really clean. Like just like feeling fresh and reborn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also it's if, giving newborn baby. It's giving newborn baby. <laughs> you, and you get out and you moisturize. And it's also just like an act of like self-care, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. And I know also if you struggle with depression, sometimes for taking sure. a shower is hard. Yeah. So taking the shower can be like, <laughs> are you joking? Running a marathon. Yeah. But you will, I guarantee you, it will make you feel better. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Next is, again, we're with service level, but this is what helps me. Some sort of, like, beauty treatment so for me, getting my nails done, getting my eyelashes done, or even just like doing my full skincare routine. I like to do my own eyebrows. So kind of like maybe doing that and really spending time on it. Oh, wait, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to wax my own armpits. What are your okay. thoughts? I've done it. It depends on... Sorry, Moss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a wax pot. I would do hard wax, not strip wax. Okay. It hurts like a motherfucker. Okay. It really, like, there's something about the wax on the armpits that is brutal. Okay. I'll I'll reconsider it. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I actually saw a girl doing it on TikTok, and I thought, should I do that? It is really nice, because it's like, this is just done for now. But yeah, it fucking hurts. But I have my little wax pot. I can bring it over. I can do your armpits. I can do Joe's nostrils. Oh, yeah, we just talked about it the other day. Yeah. He really needs that done. Oh, I love waxing my nostrils. Okay. Love it. Like, that's actually kind of an emergency. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like it's this whole thing where it's like, okay, now you, you're like all fresh, brand new baby. And then you're like kind of getting back in touch with you. Because I think a lot of times when you feel out of whack or out of sync with yourself, it's because you've been neglecting mm-hmm. yourself and putting other things as a priority. So, doing things like that, for me, also, a tan. I'm sorry. I'm a better person when I'm tan. (laughs) I am. It's just the truth. Like, if I'm feeling terrible about myself, I'm not kidding. 85% of the time, it's because I'm pale. (laughs) I'm not joking, okay? And for those of you who don't know, I used to be a professional spray tanner. Mm -hmm. I would spray tan people. Mm -hmm. And they would say the same shit. They would say, like, I was feeling horrible about myself. And then I came in for a spray tan. And you know, I thought, I'm, I've I been very bitch. curious about spray tans. Oh, my God. If I was going God. on a vacation, I would give it a shot. Oh, uh, a spray tan is really, sometimes it's all I need. And I genuinely think I'm a better person. <laughs> I know it's not like about smiling at me. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> genuinely. It's the truth. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my next thing here 
And this can be tough, again, if you're struggling mentally, but cleaning your house. I knew this was going to be on here. You know. Not crazy to me. <laughs> the only thing that keeps me sane. Yes. It, or at least put things away that are cluttering your space. You know, at least get things out because, again, it's cl- like cluttering up your mind. Mm-hmm. The clutter in your space is cluttering up your mind. It's just, it can really throw you. Yeah. So clean house, clean mind. If you have the means, maybe you could even have a housekeeper, housekeeper come. come. Mm-hmm. And then that also makes things easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. So if they can get in and do a, a, a good clean, then you can just keep it clean. That's very helpful. Next is what you eat. Mm-hmm. And this is not in a like diety way at all. But, like, eating things that genuinely make you feel good. There's some things that I love to eat, but afterwards I'm like, ow. Mm -hmm. You know? But there are other things, like, more fresh fruits and, like, vegetables. Like, that stuff makes me feel great. And I love them. Yes, you do. You know? I I will say, can I tell you what I ate last night? Yes. My, me, my dad, and Joe had Burger King Mm. for dinner. Listen, you we gotta had do what you gotta do. Whoppers, we had fries, we had milkshakes, we had chicken fries, we had chicken nuggets. What's a chicken fry? You don't know what a chicken fry is? Yeah, you know what a chicken fry is? No. I'm watching Burger King chicken fries. What Look is a chicken fry? It's a chicken fry. It is a chicken nugget in the shape of a French fry. Oh. It's amazing. I don't think I've ever been to Burger King. <gasps> Okay, anyways, but these are things that do not make me feel good. Right, they don't make you feel— Oh, I, after like, I ate it, I literally was like— <sighs> Did you eat the bun? No. Oh. You know, I tried to eat some gluten the other day. You did? Where? <laughs> it went horribly wrong. What'd you eat? Wontons. Mm. From Trader Joe's? Nope. Got them ordered in Thai food. And it just I just thought to myself, I thought, no, I can do it. I know, you've been trying to reverse your gluten intolerance. And every time, <laughs> it really backfires. It was terrible. <laughs> Truly can't even describe how horrible it was. Okay. So <laughs> we're eating well. Things that make you, and that doesn't mean that you ha- have to eat vegetables and, you know, whatever, whatever. Just like eating stuff where you're like, I feel good and I also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Because that's another, you want to be enjoying this reconnection with yourself. Okay, here's the sleep thing. I always notice that whenever I need a good reset, when I start waking up earlier and going to bed earlier, mm-hmm. things start falling into place better. And you know why? Because I have more time for myself mm-hmm. in the morning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because again, you're losing the connection with yourself. You're like, who am I? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning, you have the time to journal. You have the time to read the book you're doing, whatever, instead of like rolling out of bed and like running to a workout class or running to your first meeting, whatever, whatever. And then by the end of the day, you're not going to go read your book, Mm -mm. you know, after your long day and then whip your journal out. I mean, maybe, but for me, I don't do that. But also it requires like actually sleeping. So not the go to bed late, wake up early, but the good and it's hard, okay, for me. You might have to he- hit a melatoto. Oh, I hit two melatotos last week, bitch, every <laughs> night, too. And I, I really, I'm feeling, there's more pep in my step. Yeah. I mean, I also did have, like, blood transfusions. Yeah. So, but, but 
I'd like to say the sleep helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then this one is more of a, an esoteric, mm-hmm. but also practical tip. And I've used this, I don't even know how many times, countless times. And it always very much like helps my soul. Mm-hmm. And that is to listen to music that reminds me of a time when I was happy and felt hopeful. Ah, I love that tip. Yes. So, like, for me, it's very random, but it was, like, 2005, 2006. I felt very safe. I felt very happy. It was the year that my math teacher essentially adopted me. (laughs) And I, like, had this whole new sense of, like, stability and unconditional love and all this stuff that I, like, it was, like, a new experience sort of thing. And so songs from that time, my soul, like, actually feels... Feels, yeah. Like, kind of like how people have it with smells, too. Like, how smells will, like, transport you or whatever. So, like, like... The times where I've been, like, depressed or just, like, I don't feel like myself or whatever, I'll listen to songs from that time and, like, I immediately can, like, reconnect with, like, that version of me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's my final little, like— Oh, my God. That was so great. Tip. What a good— Getting out of a funk. This is a good episode. I hope people really— um, I'm going to use some of those tips myself. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I really think that the sleep, the shower, the clean house, you just feel like a brand new You just feel like a brand—there's just something about it. Yeah. You know? And just reconnecting with your mind, body, soul, feeling your best. Yes. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Okay, Nat. So should we circle back on the Mexican Coke we're drinking? We don't—our hottie of the week. Let's see. We don't have one. We need a someone who's very mysterious. Ooh. Who's in like a—is there like a mystery movie? Ooh. Who's in Knives Out? Dave Batista. I love him. Me I too. love I him. I love him. Oh, my God. Is his name—is that his name? Are we talking about the same person? The yes. giant— The giant man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do him. I love him. Did I, I send you the TikTok of, of him with his rescue dogs? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Millie Bobby Browns. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. he's just such a big baby. Okay, let's do him. Okay. So one to Dave Batista, the Mexican Coke. Mm. It's a 10. For me, For honestly, it's a 10. It's a Dave? Yeah, because it's just like, for what it is, it's hard to beat. But I don't know, it might be too sweet for you. Oh, you love yeah. Never mind. <laughs> For me, I'll eat straight up like burnt sugar. Like I don't care. Cotton candy. <gasps> I have an exclusive. What? I'm making a new perfume. It's cotton candy. There is an element of cotton. Candy. <gasps> oh my god! I'm so excited. I know it's not cotton, but it, it there is a base note of cotton candy. <gasps> oh my god! I know. So, anyways. That's a hot exclusive. Oh, my you, gosh. You heard it here first. I don't know when it'll come out. Okay. I literally just started it. What are you giving it? Oh, I was going to say, and this is a me thing, I like when sodas are, like, a little flat. hmm If this was a little more flat, 10. Okay, but? Only because it's been sitting here without, you know, it's like a, a 9.8. Okay. So it would be a perfect 10 if it was, like, sitting here for another hour. Okay, so 9.9 out of Dave Batista. I feel like I can, we can give it a Dave, though. It's truly just a timing thing. Okay, we'll give it a Dave at a Dave. I think it deserves a, a Dave. A Dave at a Dave. Let's do it. 
All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, we're going to do some best friend cards. Best friend cards. Best friend cards. Okay, let's let's see what Natalie has in her These magical bag. are my magical her, her ET, ET bag. bag. <laughs> oh, I also have this book for you. Oh, yay! More books. So glad I Natalie didn't Natalie just handed that. me little fires everywhere, which I didn't watch the show, so... Was it, is it still on? It's on who? No, no, no. I think it was a limited series. Oh, okay. I also found a baby bell cheese in there. Oh. I wonder how old that is. No, it was from today. Oh, okay. I just forgot that I had it. Okay, this is like that HBO Max one from oh. forever ago. Okay. I'm going to shuffle that. I love the way Natalie shuffles cards. It's like she's a oh, dealer yeah. at a casino. I don't know how. I just shuffle my tarot deck like that. I do the like... I know. I guess these are like harder Mm because they're... Okay. Oh, this is very interesting. Okay. What is your most unlikely friendship and what makes it work? My most unlikely friendship? Yeah. I will say... Okay, so I have this friend who I... I mean... I would say maybe some of, like, my longer-term friends from, like, preschool and kindergarten that, like, you know. Statistically. I probably wouldn't be friends with Nat, like, if I just met them. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I do think history and loyalty and, like, appreciation for, like, the different directions everyone goes in life, like, really goes a long way. Yes. And so I have a lot of friends that are just so different from me, like, completely. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's just, I think because you have that history with someone. Like I have this one friend that I tell you, I'm like, you're never going to meet her into our wedding. And she's like, but she's invited. I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, But I'm like, yeah. Interesting. And she has to be there. Oh. But there's just like this loyalty and this love. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. No, but I totally get it. I mean, you have those friends that you're like, I don't know if I'd introduce you to them, but they're right. my friend. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I totally get that. It is so interesting, like, how, like, you can become friends in one phase of life that's, like, very specific, and then you grow into a completely different person. But it's like, but you still love and respect that person, even if you met them today and you'd be like, I would actually never. Like, I would you, never be friends with you. We have it. nothing in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, but we're still, I still fuck with you. Yeah, totally, totally. I love that. Okay, now here we go. I'm gonna try to. I'm just gonna try to do what you just. A little. I don't know what you did, so I'm just. This is. I just kind of throw them at you. Okay. At the at the cart. Oh, okay. What is your favorite part about being single? Wow. I mean, what would? That's so weird. What if I? Is it got what, that for you? Or what was your favorite part? Oh, oh. I think the time that I have had to really know myself. Mm-hmm. And also just genuinely having, I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. whenever I want. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Or not having any sort of like anxiety of like, oh my God, like, you know, like sometimes like texting or whatever and you're like, do they hate me? Do they like me? Like, is this a game? Is it not a game? You know? Yeah. There's none of that. It's just, it's peaceful. It is very peaceful. Yeah. Very peaceful. Yeah. Okay. We Should we another? do another one? Let's do another Let's one. Let's do another. Okay. Let's see. Ooh, this is a, ooh, what's an insecurity you've recently grown out of? That's a good one. I mean, I talked about this so much, but probably my hair. 
Oh. You know, like, you no, know. I don't think you've talked about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I was super insecure about my curly hair. I didn't know how to do it. I never knew how to wear it. And I finally feel like I've gotten a place where I'm like, I feel really cute with my hair curly. I love your hair curly. And um, I see pictures of my my hair straight, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot I used to look like that. And so, but it took a long time. You know, I wanted to do the whole curly girl journey. And then yeah. I— What's I, a— process. It took a long time, but then even once I got there, I was like, do I even like my hair like this? Like, what the hell? And then now I'm like, oh no. No, I love it. Thank you. I also love it like today with the little middle part. We had to because today she was not, she was acting. Oh no. I love it. When you walked in, I was like, so you're going. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. (laughs) Close enough. What's something your younger self did for fun that you would avoid at all costs today? Camping. Camping? Yes. I used to camp like nobody's fucking business. Like every weekend. I would go to, like there was a state park very nearby my house. Yeah. And there was a time when my dad and I would just like leave. I don't know where Kenny and my mom were. Well, they never fucked with camping. But we would just, like, go camp for the weekend. And, you know, the whole, like, the tent, the Mm -hmm. cooking over the fire, the I'm going to go rummage in the lake by myself sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And I had so much. Like, I love, I have very fond memories of it. But if you were to say, do you want to go camping? Absolutely not. I like convenience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like an amenity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want to be in a tent. Yeah. And then the sun's bur- like beaming in on you and you're hot mm-hmm. and you're sw- and then there's like wildlife that mm-hmm. are. I'm, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to. That's so fair. Did I ever tell you about the feral child I met one time? No. <laughs> When I was camping. Um, It may have been my last camping trip because I was like maybe 15. And uh, we were camping with our family friends. And I don't even know where we were. Some campground somewhere. And I, there was this kid that was completely like his parents had no idea where he was. He was probably eight, Mm -hmm. seven, eight. And every time he turned around, I would see this kid in the dumpster. I saw him stabbing um, pool, like, lake floaties. Oh, God. <laughs> so that they deflate. Like, he was just running amok, okay? And then, um, maybe he was younger than se- seven. So one day I'm walking back from the bathroom, and he's sitting under one of those, like, faucets that you just wash your dishes yeah. in. Like, you know, like, on the side of the road in yeah. the campsites. And he goes, Hi! And I said, hi. And he goes, wash my face. <laughs> and I said, why don't you wash your face? And he said, okay. And I kept walking. <laughs> and I just thought that was the strangest, <laughs> like, interaction I think I've ever had. <laughs> wash my face. <laughs> Is he, where are his parents? I, I, like, I remember their campsite. And I remember they, they were probably just, were trying to get the fuck away from truly. their kid. Oh, he he reminded me of like what was his name on Wild Thornberries? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Donnie yeah. or something. I don't know. It was just like feral. He was like half monkey. Half yeah, kid. yeah. Yeah. It was very similar to that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I do look back on it fondly because I, I, I actually thought about that the other day for some reason. I think I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to wash my face. And then I thought, <laughs> that kid. Wash my face. Hey. Oh, hi. Hi. <sighs> wash my face. <laughs> and then when I said, why don't you wash your face? And then just, Okay. Jesus. No, no, with nothing else. That was it. That was it. And that was the last time he ever camped. <laughs> that was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. Well, you know, you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod and we will be back next week with another episode. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>